I'm phoning you from Trenzalore. Why? Why would you do this? I think you might be scared. And however scared you are, Clara, the man you are with right now, believe me, he is more scared than anything you can imagine right now. And he... he needs you. And then? And then we got swallowed by a big dinosaur. Shush, doctor. I was being chased by a giant dinosaur, but I think I managed to get the slip. You probably noticed. We were crashing about everywhere. The doctor was gone. The TARDIS went haywire. He's not gone. He's upstairs. He changed. He regenerated. Renewed himself. Renewed. Fine. He doesn't look renewed. He looks older. You thought he was young? He looked young. He looked like your dashing young gentleman friend. Your lover, even. That's true. But he is the doctor. Well. Well what? He asked you a question. Will you help? You shouldn't have been listening. I wasn't. I didn't need to. That was me talking. He has walked to this universe for centuries untold. He has seen stars fall to dust. I wear a veil as he wore a face. For the same reason. I'm not on the phone. I'm right here, standing in front of you. <laughs> the oldest reason there is for anything to be accepted. The doctor regenerated in your presence. Please, just, just see me. The young man disappeared. The veil lifted. He trusted you. Are you judging him? Thank you. For what? Phoning. I don't think that I'm a hugging person now. I'm not sure you're gonna vote. I'm the doctor. I've lived for over 2,000 years, and not all of them were good. I've made many mistakes. It's about time that I did something about that. Who put that advert in the paper? Who gave you my number? The, the woman, the woman in the shop. And there's a woman out there who's very keen that we stay together. Stop laughing, this is serious. Bit all I got, I'll bit can I with you and your big old face? Remember how you felt. You saw a star being born. The endless rebirth of the universe! That is not Robin Hood. Well, then, who, sir, is about to relieve you of your magic box? I am the doctor, and this is my spook. I'm not a moron, Clara. He's not the caretaker. He's your dad. Your space dad. How can you think that I'm her dad, but we both look exactly the same age? We do not look the same age. I was being kind. I'm the doctor. Don't you dare. Doctor Oswald. <clears throat> You can call me Clara. What are you a doctor? Of lies. Well, I'm usually quite vague about that. I think I just picked the title because it makes me sound important. My doctor Oswald, you are hilarious. The actor Shuti Gatwa has been announced as the new lead in Doctor Who in one of British TV's longest-running dramas. Welcome, Shuti Gatwa. Welcome to our unique club, the Doctor Who Club. All the best, mate. All the best. I look forward to meeting you someday. It feels amazing. It feels really amazing, and it's a, it's a true honor. This role is an it's an institution, and it's so iconic, and it means a lot to so many people, including myself. And so it makes everyone feel seen as well. It's something everyone can enjoy. So I feel very grateful to have had the baton handed over, and I'm gonna try to do my best. Knock knock. Who's there? Doctor. Who? <laughs> what a great story. A little boy whose family escaped from the genocide in Rwanda in 1994 and at age two finds refuge in Scotland where he grows up to become Doctor Who. That's a story to be proud of. With his huge talent and heart, I know Shuti will make an amazing Doctor. And the support from you and all the other Doctors has just filled me with the strength that I will be able to do that. Thank you so much for welcoming me, welcoming me into the family. It means the world. Sylvester, you're a gentleman. All the best.
Holy shit. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast that's bigger on the inside than it is on the outside. It's Who Do You Think You Are? My name's Ethan. Hey, and my name's Ian. And if you heard the intro, which I assume you would, you would have just heard, you know, this episode. And then you would have also heard a news broadcast, which said a lot of things. And I'm going to be quite honest, before we started this a week ago, I thought it'd be a pretty easy thing to talk about. I'm going to go through. We have a lot to talk about. Otherwise, other than doing the episode which we're doing, which is Deep Breath, uh, Peter Capaldi's <gasps> second episode. I'm saying second, technically, or third, if you include the 50th. Um, but no, I'm going to I'm going to rip the band out off. We have so much Doctor Who news. Uh, stuff to talk about beforehand and i there's stuff that we both know stuff that only i know that is kind of public knowledge but and has been announced so i'm not spoiling anything but i'm gonna go in time lord order because it, it's just cool sunday the 8th of may i sit down to watch um austin powers for the podcast uh welcome best film ever uh if you you can listen to that. It's, a, it's a very good episode Sorry, um, I just I, I I I did a deep breath. I just want I definitely yeah. want to pay that off because <laughs> I was sitting there for a while and I'm going. Uh, I hope he gives me a chance to exhale. <laughs> Sorry, no. <laughs> and uh, no, so I watch in that and I got a lot of messages all of a sudden on my Twitter saying, "Have you seen this?" Because a Instagram post uh, popped up on everyone's feed on Instagram. It was of four emojis of two hearts, a plus sign and a blue box. And Russell T Davies commenting on it saying the future is here. And then bad wolf retweeted this post, uh, a screenshot of it. And we all started to freak out for about an hour. I sent a message to Ian saying, I wonder what this is about. Could be a new doctor, could be a new companion. I guess we'll wait and see. Uh, you don't send that if it's a companion. Yeah. Companions only have one heart, silly. Exactly. And then, the Doctor Who Twitter account posts, Welcome to the 14th Doctor, Shooty Gatwa. And we all proceeded to lose our minds. And also, <laughs> I, we had a conversation about this um, on text when we said, and you you said this is kind of underwhelming. Yeah, I was about to say it again. What yeah. an underwhelming way to welcome a new Doctor into the fray. Enter, stranger. <laughs> That would have been better. That would have been better. Oh, See, my word. The, Emoji, emojis. I mean, I know I'm the old guy here. Emojis yeah. are how we we did this. Emojis are how we're doing a lot of stuff. Garbage. I have my theories. I'm not against this. I think this, this could be just a, a generational thing. Oh, for um, sure. Yeah. Absolutely. The, the original theory going uh, from what was said was um, there was a leak. Coming out, the Daily Mail, I think, or The Sun got in contact with Bad Wolf Studios and said, hey, we've been told who the 14th Doctor is. We're going to announce this at three o'clock, just so you know. So they kind of went into panic mode. I don't fully believe that. Because I don't believe it either. I don't believe hour. either of those two would give up their scoop. Yeah. No. Because I... Um, that hour between Shooty Gatwood's posting it cryptically and no, no actual confirmation and the announcement... My Twitter was exploding. And I, again, this is, uh, is this is going for a new market. Um, I, I said last episode how uh, I, I'm very frustrated in the direction Doctor Who's going. We never find anything out. Uh, we're never told anything. And Russell T. Davies must have heard that and said, I'm not going to shut up for the next three weeks. Um, and, and because before we get into who Shooty is, uh, yeah, no, everything is more online. There is a, a hubbub, a rumbling. Uh, the, the, the week after, we had another emoji uh, drama for about two and a half hours. We all freaked out, and then Twitter exploded again, and it's happening consistently in consistency. 
So it's so it's a it's a person spread um, news story essentially that then blows up bigger as the time progresses, and I like that. I and I, th- I think this is more the the social media demographic. But who is our fourteenth Doctor? It's Shuti Gatwa, Rwandan-born Scot- uh, Scottish, um, living uh, at the age of two. Shuti Gatwa, who uh, I know, Ian, you said you didn't know who he was no 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 and then i yeah. apparently he's from the sex education and put the on the front of it to show that i'm old <laughs> and distant i'm aware of sex education as a show uh, yeah. it's obviously not for my demographic yeah um yeah i feel like the guy who's too long to the prom i feel now granted i mean i, I don't react well <laughs> much like clara oswald i don't react well to any change in the doctor so um but you know i'd heard of jody whitaker i knew what broad church yeah. was um i i don't know if i knew who capaldi was but i'd seen the thick of it was an option on my netflix yeah and those are the ones that i was familiar with i i my, my fandom of who uh begins post matt smith so yeah I, I i guess it's just i think it's the letdown of 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 fandom um a fandom induced culture is that you hear these big names thrown around and you're going oh that'd be good oh that'd be good too ooh. and then they Glenn give you one, and then they give you one out of left field and it's, it's it's not a slide on the actor at all but it's just like oh the things that we'd imagined ourselves were just so much more appealing if not better appealing so oh i will disagree with you there but i think again i'll do my my reasoning um but well, no some I mean, of this hey, I, yeah, you oh. can't you can't disagree that i find it more appealing oh no 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 <laughs> as in like quality of doctor but again it's oh, see, I, right I don't know no because i, I yeah, don't know exactly. who this guy is so yeah. I, I said if not better because you sit there and you go yeah i don't really know because and we'll never yeah. have the the situation where you can have both of you try out the first five episodes <laughs> and we'll do a vote what did that be a great reality show but uh, i was like you know choose yeah. the next doctor and you get kind of like that but for doctor who that, that yeah. but that's my generation of early 2000s reality yeah. shows coming in um but uh, I say yeah. I say blame Russell because um, it did turn out because uh, this was the night of the of the BAFTA, so he was doing all of his interviews, and he did say that he uh, so the, so this has been this has been a thing since uh, February. He was cast in February. He was the last person uh, to be cast. There was actually another doctor um, that they had, and then Shooty uh, came in and stole uh, basically stole the took the job and blew Russell away. Now, um, do we have any confirmation as to who's ever doctor was, or is this just no, the, I, or is this just the kind of thing that makes a great story? I don't know because I, I I'd love this to be true, but then for the rest of my life, I'm like, but who 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 could it have been? Could it have been Tania Miller? Could I really been? hope it's not the case because yeah. I really hope there's not someone out there who's hearing that and going. <laughs> Guy, just let me let me let me not be the doctor in peace, would you? Why you gotta bring this? I would hope this is just really effective hype. Yeah, um, but he also said that a lot of the random rumors that kept popping up for the last uh, year or so were some of them were generated by him using burner accounts to sort of um, get some hype. And I will say now, I'm I'm very excited. Hang on, hang on. Whoa. So you mean he was purposely misleading people? Yeah. With some, oh, okay. But we're going to believe there was another doctor <laughs> yeah. ready to go because Russell's the truthful guy, right? 
Russell I, has lied about three times. I, I this love being Russell I T. Davies. This man, I, I, you know, I, I, I love his hijinks. So you know, God, God bless you, Mister T. Davies. <laughs> Uh, Mr. T, we'll just call him that. God bless you, Mr. T. But um, he said a lie that same day he announced this. Yeah, yeah. So you know, take take everything he says with a canister full of salt. Yeah. Uh, but Shooty Gatwa from Sex Education. Is his, name, Eric. is his name Shooty? Like yes. Okay. Like pronounce Shooty. Pronounce Shooty. Yes. Okay. Like 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 pew, I, like I pew pew Shooty. Yeah. I okay. I didn't know this. Um. But uh. Yeah. That it. That's um. That that's ridiculously catchy. Actually. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's great. I think he's going to be a good doctor. I've seen him in such he's funny. He's serious. He he there's uh, there's a load of memes out there already of his character already in like random episodes. If you don't know who Shooty Gatwa is, if you lived in the UK or maybe sort of just were online in 2020 at some point, uh, there was a meme going around at the beginning of the coronavirus pandemic of um, of someone saying, wash your hands, you dirty pig. Uh, that's him. He he was uh, just everywhere uh, on online, and and I I think he's fantastic. I think oh. he, he's good in that show. He's done some fantastic scenes in that. I've seen him perform uh, a load of different um, uh, monologues uh, um, on stage uh, over the last week or so. He's very very talented. I'm looking forward to what he brings. Um, and Russell then also said uh, that night he was like, "Oh, hang on, oh, hang on. Let me let me yeah. do a little bit more oh, oh, before oh, you yeah. move the boss. Here's what I'm yeah. gonna do. Here's what I'm gonna do. Yeah." I'm going to embrace my role here as the casual. And yeah. so I am going to do the exact opposite. I am going to look at none of the man stuff and see what my reaction okay. is as a complete blank canvas. Yeah. Um, Cause I'm sure as we're doing this, I mean, it would be foolish. I think if the, when the first episode comes that we didn't do some sort of thing on it. Yeah. Uh, all things being equal. Oh, yeah. um, you know, should should the crypt not rise and we are still here? Uh, I imagine I th- we'll do some 60th stuff. I think, yeah, I think I, 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 I think some stuff there. But especially once he gets to his first proper full episode and we see yeah. what Mr. T has got, you know, if that is his real name, um, <laughs> what he has planned for, for, uh, I apologize, I forget his last name. I do know his first name is Shooty. Uh, Gatwa. Gatwa. Yeah. Okay, excellent. Mr. Gatwa um, and Mr. T, uh, I look forward to seeing kind of what, what that is. And I want to go in as a, as a blank slate. And I'll probably have the first episode go, I don't get it or I hate it because I always don't get it or hate it when I get a first episode of a new doctor. Yeah. So it's always, it's always some trying. I will say, I'm, I'm like, I'm, I watch sex education. I love sex education. I'm looking forward to when series three or four uh, as next year. Um, but, uh, I'm, I, it's, I'm very, very excited. And I think, uh, there are several reasons for this and, and I'm, we're not going to talk about the, the, the bigots who are saying, oh, it, it's work points because I think he will be the, the best man for the job. Uh, but Russell also needs to get a new, a new era of people, uh, a new era of fans. There are loads of people online now who've said, oh, I love such education. I might go, I'm going to watch Doctor Who now because Shooty's in it because I love him in this. And we're going to get a load more people coming to the show because quite frankly, as as we've discussed, as you said with people you know, the show just doesn't have the same amount of fans that it has. I mean, we, we talked about the ratings last week, yeah. uh, last episode. We This is a man who has 2.9 million followers on Instagram, uh, a show which is world, has worldwide success on one of the biggest streaming platforms 
in the world. This is this is needed. This is necessary for the next era of Doctor Who, especially to get young fans, young teen fans who kind of expanded this this uh, show in the early two thousands and uh, and late twenty tens. Uh, and then uh, Russell said as he was being interviewed that day. Um, that's it. That's all the the news we're gonna get because uh, Jody has a has a feature length special, ninety minute length special uh, for the centenary uh, that will come out in October. We've uh, he no one's revealed that yet, but he kind of let that out of the bag. So we're gonna he's gonna uh, he and Shuri will be gentlemen, and they're not gonna say anything else until that moment's uh, happened. And then a week passed. And then a week passed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I was just going to jump in really quickly and go like, yeah. even from my perspective, it's clear they're, um, they're pitching young. Yeah. It's clear this is a move to pick up. Cause I, I feel that in the Capaldi era, um, we didn't pick up any new peeps. I'm not even lost peeps. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you, you lost the younger generation and then the crowd you kept, I think we're probably a bit older, at least, you know? Yeah. And then I think, uh, I think the Jody Whitaker era, um it was very divisive yeah it was very divisive i'm not even trying to talk about quality i'm just saying i think you have to look at the numbers and go doctor who isn't near the nearly the franchise it was as she's giving it away as it was when yeah. she inherited it as far as uh optics as far as uh that brand whatever yeah. value you want to measure it by i think um, it's been damaging. And, uh, and it's not fair for me to say the Jody. I, I think it's really more of a Chris Chibnall commentary than it is yeah. a Jody Whittaker commentary. But those two are going to be linked to each other because that's all. Yeah. We can't remove one from the other. And so, they have a history together with Broadchurch as well. So they, yes. Exactly. So, you know, Mr. T, uh, you know, um, pities the fool who doesn't watch the new season of uh, a new series i think there'll be a very high let's check this out um with some news i'm going to be dropping in a second exactly i think they gotta nail this or else um or else doctor who becomes increasingly more um in danger of becoming yeah niche and not the mainstream institution it was in this country anyway mm. there we go mm. now i'm done now you can talk about yeah. and then when we thought it was safe to go back in the water mr t went hey i heard there's a hashtag out there that goes ian yeah. is always right how can i still get shooty in there but allow ian to keep his credibility because i'm on a roll lately so here we go I what will, do we got I, I'm, I'm about to eat my hat because there's a lot that I'm about, <laughs> there is about five minutes worth now where i'm just going to talk and blow your goddamn mind okay so, you go ahead yeah i'm sitting here i got a beverage i got a beer yeah. after that let's let's go so the way uh the the sunday that this week uh, that's just passed for us we went to record an episode of bfe ian pressed the record button and it immediately hit seven o'clock and for about an hour and a half before that uh the doctor who twitter account posted another cryptic emoji which was two hearts a plus and a blue box tilted about 90 degrees not even like 45 degrees 45 yeah yeah and i'm going oh wow guys i wonder what it'll be Ian presses record, and then I just go, <gasps> because they have announced the return of not just David Tennant, but partner in crime, Catherine Tate as Donna Noble for a series 
of uh, of uh, 60th anniversary specials uh, of the 60th anniversary event. They haven't said an episode. They've just said the 60th anniversary events. Ah. This was this was crazy. Ah. <laughs> It's hard being right on this level, but if you go back to when Russell T. Davies was announced, <laughs> I said, wouldn't it be great if we got Tenant back as the doctor? If he doesn't want to do it full time, we've got the 60th. We've got that in the pipeline. It could be for a mini run of specials. It could be for a single episode. Oh, sometimes it is hard being right yeah. this often in the presence of mere mortals and i also said i'd be happy if he's back but he's not and he's still the 10th doctor i don't think i could see him uh being the next regeneration after jody monday happens <laughs> and uh twitter proceeds to shit itself again because in camden by the shop known as Cyberdog, um bad wolf productions show up but alongside that, the reason why this uh, 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 David and Catherine were announced on Sunday night was because they were filming Doctor Who in Camden with David Tennant and Catherine Tate. Now, none of this is leaked stuff. All of this is uh, photos that have been shared uh, publicly by Doctor Who, by the BBC, by Bad Wolf, and loads of different entities and news articles. This is completely fair game. I'm not spoiling anything if they didn't want to spoil it they would have done a lot more to protect it. Plus they were interacting with all the fans that showed up. So this is this. I, if you're I the kind of person who's listening to this podcast, I yeah. got a feeling, you know, this. Yeah. So uh, the things that we see off the bat, 13's TARDIS is there. David Tennant is there with a new costume. Oh. It's blue tartan, very different to what he's got. He's still got his shoes, same shoes. Uh, Catherine Tate is there. And then a gentleman was spotted on set who started interacting with fans. Oh, a gentleman in a wheelchair, an elderly gentleman. I think you would say one of your favorite companions we've covered. Mr. Bernard Cribbins was on set. What? <laughs> Mr. Bernard Cribbins was wheeled into the TARDIS oh. by David Tennant and Catherine Tate. Oh, and then, oh, and then, oh, Rachel Talale, the director of every Peter Capaldi um, finale, Heaven Sent, the one that everyone says is the best Capaldi episode, um, the, the Cybermen two-parter from Series 8, mm. Capaldi's final ep all of Capaldi's best episodes were spotted on set. And then more emojis showed up. Uh, and this was by an actress known as Yasmin Finney who uh, most people don't, I, I didn't know. Um, I'm, I'm now discovering uh, since Monday is as an actress who is in Heartstoppers, the new Netflix show about uh, queer relationships for young teens. And um, it, it, from what I've heard, it's absolutely fantastic. But she posted an emoji of uh, a heart, a uh, sorry, a rose, a plus. Oh, I've heard, yeah, I've heard this. Bit. And a blue box. Yeah. To which Russell commented, Doctor Who's own Heartstopper. And then an hour or so later, the article popped up. Yasmin Finney, the first trans actress to ever be in a Doctor Who television show, will be playing a uh, companion character whose name is Rose. And the theory began, maybe this is Donna's daughter, Donna and Sean's daughter. 
And we, we didn't know anything. The Tuesday rolls about. Yasmin Finney shows up to set with her scenes with David, Catherine, and then, and then we see Sean, Donna's husband on set. We see Sylvia, Donna's mother on set. Ugh. I know. Yeah, we see Yasmin Finney cuddling Sylvia, shouting mom at Donna, oh. to which it was then announced, this is Rose Noble uh, Temple or Temple Noble. Wow. Uh, Donna's and Wolf, uh, Donna and Sean's daughter. Um, uh, that was sort of all of the the big the big stuff that happened. There was also a someone who tried to break onto set, uh, trying to stop the the woke agenda, calling um, oh, okay. the BBC propaganda agents, uh, and then Russell showed up on set. All right, great. A very eventful uh, couple of days. So Russell's a liar in the events that saying we're not going to hear anymore. Um, and this is the thing. There are lots of theories now because this is 13's TARDIS. We're assuming that maybe the regeneration's gone wrong. Maybe we're going to get some special with David trying to figure out what happened, what's going to happen before we get to shooty. Um, why, why is, why is Donna re- interacting with the doctor and the TARDIS now, obviously with a daughter, time has passed. Uh, what are all these crazy things that we're going to see all in 2023? I'm going to be quite honest. My level of excitement for Dr. Who, my hype is at a absolute high. And about a year when, when that news first broke about Russell and I said, I don't think I want to see David regenerate, uh, be regenerated after, um, Jody. You know what? I'm wrong. I hold my hand. This could be absolutely fantastic because there are a load of other rumors and possible people that could be on set. They're filming right now. For all I know, Matt Smith just walked onto set and smacked the shit out of David Tennant. It's going to be a crazy segment. If, if I'm right and um, Shooty is not, I'm trying what number we're up to. 14. Is not 14. Yeah, but 15. But he's 15. I will never stop pushing. Acknowledge me. That will be a mainstay. And I, every I think, episode. Yeah. And I, I was, I'm excited to see this. I didn't originally want this. I thought, what the um, was, I think it's fantastic. I think this would be so cool to celebrate the six. This feels, feels like, it uh, feels like at least a three-parter. Um, it feels like, there's this thing in pro wrestling called the rub and the rub <laughs> not what you think it is. The rub is the idea that when you put a lesser star in the ring with a bigger star, the lesser star leaves the ring bigger than he was before, whether he wins or whether he loses his stature is increased by association. I think the best chance of launching a shooty. I, I'm terribly sorry. I forgot his first name again. Oh, uh, that's what. Shuri Gawa is not by having him take over from Chris Chibnall and from Jody Whittaker, but having him take over from the one and only David Tennant, who doesn't want to go yet again into Shuri. There are, there are so many ways. I think that, I think that I'm on a hot streak, but I think that, if I wanted to, if 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 I want to go young, if I, I need to make a big bang, yeah, and this is about as big a bang as one can make in the Doctor Who chronology. So, without ruining 
certain elements. Donna, you got to talk your way out of, but it's not yeah. Rose Tyler. Rose Tyler would have been a bridge too far. Yeah. This is the, and you get to fix something. You get to yeah. fix an injustice. This is the right thing, the right measure. So, huzzah! I am a, I am a happy boy. I think this is going to be so, so cool. I'm very excited. Uh, before I explode from joy, I am going to uh, jump to this episode, uh, which is deep <gasps> breath. Uh, Peter Capaldi's first episode, uh, proper episode, is the Doctor. His yep. introduction episode. A li- little bit, a little bit of context on Peter Capaldi because I, I always find this really fun to do when we get a new Doctor. Peter Capaldi, massive Doctor Who nerd. A man who was such a fan of Doctor Who, he would write into the Doctor Who magazine as much as he possibly could. And at the age of 15, got into the into a fight with the president of the Doctor Who fan club because he believed he was the one who deserved the title of president. To the point that the BBC intervened. The BBC knew who Pete, uh, Peter Capaldi was within the Doctor Who fandom. And here I have a letter from the 1st of August, Uh, 1978, I believe, which is from BBC Executives. Dear Keith, I think you and I know that my memory isn't much good, but I don't remember much. Perhaps I wrote and told this, or Harry did. That's it. I think I've cracked. Okay, sorry. I only remember important things. Right, and we'll discuss some other things, but right now, we need to talk about Katie and Naughty Keith. No, not you by any means. You're not worse than Peter C., I had a very, I had a very nice, sad letter back and forth from him today, and I think I had better write and apologize. I think he's near the end, and I wish the Daleks or someone would exterminate him or something to that effort. So sorry about the shocking typing. I'm not very good at it because I hate it, and we'll look forward to your call. The BBC <laughs> was so annoyed by Doctor Who superfan Peter Capaldi. They referenced exterminating him. And now he's the doctor. Yeah. Um, I remember watching David Tennant. I remember watching Capaldi's um reveal. Mm. I remember that you know, they didn't just put a bunch of emojis on a screen. <laughs> we actually like had like a whole hour and they revealed uh the gender. I said, who was it? Someone slipped up and revealed the gender. Yeah, someone and was like he oops. He, there was like oh 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 um but you know that that was a tv there's so few things in life anymore that are appointment viewing where everybody gets together and watches the same thing at the same time which is why oops it launched on instagram if you're following the wait what are the odds you're following the actor the odds are nil you're following the actor to be fair it spread like a virus it spread like a virus which is you know it's 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 what it was probably designed to do. Oh, yeah. do. But I mean, also keep in mind, Ethan, that yours is an experience where A, you engage on that platform. Oh, yeah, that's um, B, I think you can't go so far as to assume that's still how the mainstream identifies. So if it's like a virus mm-hmm. within that subsection of society, um, I'm... Well, I mean, by the time we got to the baftas, everybody knew. That's because conventional news outlets picked up on it, I yeah. guess. I don't know. Um, there's a romanticism in Let's Unveil Who It Is. There's something exceedingly, I said, underwhelming. Now, the the effect, the big ta-da isn't the reveal. The big ta-da is the spreading now. Mm. And go, look at how impactful it is. 
Yeah, all right. Uh, but I remember being underwhelmed by Peter Capaldi as well. So there we go. There we go. I think I, I someone said this uh, a couple of days ago, and I th- whatever I want, I'm never correct. And I think with Doctor Who, I'm at a point where everything I think I want, I never want. And everything I don't think I want, I'm very, very happy with now. Okay. Bar a couple of things. I don't know how far you've gotten into Jody right now, so I, I can't. Resolution. Yeah. I'm still halfway through it. Oh, Resolution. Yeah. Which one's that? It's the first series finale. Ah, oh yeah, you got you got you got a while. Yeah, the girl from Fresh the, the girl from Fresh Meat is like I believe is this the episode where she's the human Dalek? I'm not sure if I'm running the right episode. I think or that's not. resolution because Jody has the really cool. Oh, okay, uh, scarf. cool. So, so yeah. I think that's where I'm at. Um, yeah. You got you got a little while before I yeah too big. So yeah, from here, uh, the episode. So we open with a, a T Rex walking through Victorian London past Big uh, Big Ben. We have crowds of onlookers standing in horror at a creature is the Paternostra gang, who we haven't actually seen yet on the podcast, of uh, Strax the Suntaran, Madame Vastra, the uh, Silurian, and Jenny, the human, uh, make their way to the scene. And Vastra says that she hasn't seen dinosaurs since she was a little girl. And uh, the police constable asks about what the dinosaur is doing in the Thames, to which Vastra assumes that it must have time-travelled. But how? Because there seems to be something lodged within its throat. And just as that said, the T-Rex vomits out a blue box. The TARDIS crashes onto the bank to which the commissioner thinks that it's uh, laid an egg. So the Paternostra gang, they head down to the TARDIS before uh, Vastra gives the commissioner some tech to keep the dino at bay. And while approaching the TARDIS, Strax heads to the box and knocks on the door, demanding that whoever's inside exit the box and surrender for the glory of the Suntaran Empire. And I'm going to say here, Strax's character is one liners which land about 30% of the time. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the attempt for a kids-friendly character, isn't it? Yeah, that, that's the Paternostra gang to a T. And this will be the last time the show ever sees them. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the door to the TARDIS opens, and we see him, the 12th Doctor, and he has only one thing to say, which is, shh. He slams the door and strikes his face. Oh, like we got to do a rating system at some point of like each Doctor's first line, because yeah. this sucks. This is what's that doctory thing we can have him say. Um, I, I think Smith's is the best with the head out of the TARDIS. And can I have an apple? Can I have an apple? Yeah, that's yeah. and that's that's not a great. It's it's a low bar, but they've it's all just wholesome. Oh, they've all been poor. Aquistons is run, but that's not like a. I don't know. I don't know if I yeah. can count that. Mm. Uh, was it Tenants' new teeth? Ooh, that's weird. Is that what it was? Yeah, he's like, oh, hello, new teeth. Where was I? Oh, yeah. Barcelona. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, right, right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and then he has the children. Yeah. No, special. I mean, the shush ain't, the shush isn't very good either. I mean, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and strikes are confused, and he's like, doctor. And then 12 exits again, saying he's being chased by a giant dinosaur, but he thinks he's managed to give it the slip. And he stares at Strax in confusion, saying things like sneezy, bashful, dopey, grumpy. Oh, this sees... sucks so much. <laughs> and then he sees uh, the green one and the, the not green one. He can't, can't uh, prejudge, though. And uh, then he reintroduces the uh, the thingy, the uh, not him one, the asky questions ones, as uh, a very disheveled Clara exits the TARDIS, as he says names aren't his uh, area right now. 
and he struggles to uh, deal with his mind and he screams at the T-Rex to shut it and he thinks it's a different dinosaur. So Clara tries to calm the doctor down saying that there's something that's gone terribly wrong to which the doctor goes, wrong, have you regenerated? And then he remembers who she is. She's Handles. She used to be a little robot head, but now she's really let herself go. Who's Handles? Is this a reference to when in, when she was a Dalek? No, uh, Handles was the Cyberman head that was with Smith that died. It was like, you need to reroute the phone line oh, into the oh, TARDIS. Oh, hey, sorry. Yes, of course. It's of been course. a while. It's I, been a while. I, I, yeah. yeah. Um, and then, <laughs> That's actually quite funny. Yeah, I yeah, thought okay. it was great. Uh, the doctor hears the T-Rex say that Vastra's text hurting its head, and Strax asks how he speaks dinosaur, and uh, he says to Strax, Clara, I've always known dinosaur, because he can't tell the difference between Strax and Clara. Ha 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 ha. Um, well, they are of a he, similar height. Yeah. And uh, then he asks why everyone's all doing that. They're all going dark. So everyone takes five as the doctor passes out and the cloister bell rings. And uh, Jenny asks what happened to the doctor. Where is he? And Clara says, that's right here. That's the doctor. And all Vastra can utter is just, here we go again as we cut to new titles, a new intro, new music. I really like the Series uh, 8 intro. I like it. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's the most cat. It's it's a very catchy one. I like the the spinny cogs. And obviously obviously the, the gears and cogs will make sense for this episode as well. So it's a good introduction, I guess. And also the little just the spinny uh clock piano stuff. It's great. Uh and then we we open again and the night's progressed and the T-Rex still stumbles around London and the doctor's screaming at Madame Vastra about not being able to comprehend the, the concept of a bedroom. Just doesn't make sense. Why is there only a bed? Why do you have a room for sleeping? What's the point? And also don't look in the mirror because it's absolutely furious. But also on top of that, the doctor's confused because what's gone wrong with everyone's accents? They've all developed a fault and sound British. English. English, even I wrote English. British is not a, British. Br- English isn't even really an accent, but British definitely is not an accent. You all sound British. Yeah, yeah, uh, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, all right. It's funny because he looks angry and he is Scottish. He is Scottish, um, and unlike unlike Tennant, he got to use his accent. Um, well, to be fair, this uh, Capaldi is the third. Well, at this point, is the third Scottish actor to play the Doctor. Shooty being the fourth. Uh, the first was Sylvester McCoy, who got to use a Scottish accent. Uh, David Tennant chose to use his Casanova British voice because... Uh, well, he's, like, he's done know. so much stuff for the Royal Shakespeare Company. It's, he just kind yeah. of did that. Um, yeah. Like every first episode of a new doctor, they're trying so hard to work in doctor humor in overdrive because basically they need us to not do the same thing Clara's doing, which is rejecting Mm. the doctor. So funny, 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 funny. I recently rewatched Tennant's first episode, which is the Christmas Invasion. Well, where he sleeps the whole time. Yeah, well, yeah. my girlfriend hadn't seen um, series one to three, so we were just going back and watching that just because there's nothing else on. And I I forgot how much humor they try and cram into that episode. It was just remind I was yeah. reminded of that the entire time I did this because it's how how like how quickly can we make the doctor likable? It's it's, think, a, it's their go to humor. Yeah, yeah. I think Eleventh Hour nailed that the best. Um, uh, Is that Matt with, Smith? 
Matt Smith. Uh, where we, yeah. we, we, we get a friendly face. We saw that. Well, playing him opposite a child's actually a really clever idea. And, yeah, because it makes him seem like a safe a, a safe person. He's willing to look after the child, all that. And, and the humor is generally quite juvenile, what he does anyway. So having him play yeah. off a kid lets it land with that audience on screen. Yeah. And therefore, I think we're more accepting of it. Yeah, there's about to be a, a moment in the second where I go, I oh, they they don't know who they're catering to right now. Uh, but but Vastra, uh, she puts on a Scottish accent and asks the doctor to help her with sleeping. And uh, even if the doctor doesn't oh, bother to sleep, with I know that exactly. Because, oh, I I groaned so I groaned yeah. so loud. Oh, uh, I forgot yeah, the, about this. The doctor doesn't sleep. He just is standing up cat naps whenever people are talking. So he can just skip to the bits where he sleeps. And Vastra asks people, people have accused me of doing the same thing. I must yeah. say. Uh, I like that. Like, it makes sense for Capaldi. He's He's got a, such a tonal change. And it's it has the ego of the doctor. I'm fine with that. What I don't like, though, is Vastra wanting the doctor to psychic link with her to see an image of what perfect sleep is like. And it makes him pass out immediately with the added cartoon sound effect. So terrible. Bronk. Yeah. This never happens again in the history of Doctor Who. Oh, this is so bad. This episode doesn't know what it wants to be. This, you know what this episode was? It was it was a two-parter that they smashed into one because there's a, a pretty severe tonal shift. This is 18 minutes of length. Oh, it's 70, yeah. It 79, was, 80. It was, like yeah, I was like, oh, I'm gonna, maybe I'll have a half-hour nap at one point. And then I looked up, <laughs> I was smart enough to look up the episode length and went, well, that's not happening, is it? So I yeah. I hated typing this because there's a lot. The, the one that, there was so much dialogue in this episode, and I think the dialogue was good. Everything else about this episode, there are some really weird choices here. But anyway, anyway. I'm going to progress as quickly as I can. Um, and as they they tuck the doctor into bed, Clara asks if uh, he can be changed back to look like Matt Smith, and this makes Vastros journey to fetch her veil because it seems there's a stranger within their presence. Oh, there's nothing cooler than judging someone who doesn't have all the information yet. <laughs> all this made me do like I don't like Clara very much in this moment, but I really disliked Lizard Girl. What's her name? Uh, Madam Vastra. Madam Vastra, get in the bin. Um, <laughs> it was stupid because you know, I because you know what she's doing. She's because in this episode, Clara is a surrogate for the audience because we all want Matt yeah. Smith as well. We do, and we want them to be flirty because that was fun. But if you can't have Matt Smith, I agree, Capaldi directors. But this is Madam Vastra going. You Doctor Who fans who whatever, I'm you don't know who I am. Veil up. If you're not on board with us and where we're going, you're not true Doctor Who fans. Screw you, Madam Vastra. Screw you, Stephen Moffat. I'm generally a fan. This was crap. Again, I can't believe I'm I'm comparing the Christmas invasion. Because Rose is our surrogate for that. In oh, yeah, I also hated Rose in that. Yeah, in 2005, we're going, what the hell's going on? Where, where's Ackleston? Where is my middle-class northern lad? Uh, in this, we're going, where is my my British lad? Where's Matt Smith? But, where's, uh, where, where, where's our raggedy man? Yeah, where's our raggedy doctor? Uh, and Clara asks what she's done wrong, and Jenny says uh, nothing, but says that Madame Bastard doesn't like to be kept waiting. And Clara's horrified about how old the doctor looks in all his lines, and Jenny says it's still him. And Clara asks how Je uh, Jenny would feel though if Bastard changed from what she liked. And Jenny says, "Well, I don't like her. I love her, and also she's a lizard." Ha! It was so close to being a really nice line, and then lizard. Yeah, the second half could have been, and it wouldn't. 
it wouldn't matter. Look at us. Yeah. Look at us. Love. If if that was to get in the way, we wouldn't be to get like so many yeah. better lines. Yeah. And uh, Clara looks out the window as the dino roars, and the sleeping doctor translates can, its cries. Can we just talk about how pointless this dinosaur plot is? Yeah, it is. Pl- it was for big spectacle at the beginning. Big spectacle at the beginning. We have a dinosaur, and we have the TARDIS stuck in its throat. That is the spectacle, and then they just write themselves out of it into. I think either one, either the dinosaur thing by itself would have been a really good episode. Yeah, or the uh, Mamma Half a Face, really good episode, and by combining them, episode eh, episode. <laughs> it, it was an episode. Yeah. Uh, but the dinosaur from uh, the Doctor Translates is saying, I'm alone, the world I was in shook at my feet, and the trees in the sky have gone, I'm alone now, all alone, the wind bites, the world's grey, I'm alone, can't see me, doesn't see me, can't see me. And then Strax demands that Clara join Vastra. Meanwhile in town, as people look at the dinosaur, a man and his wife part ways for the evening, as a mysterious man approaches him discussing the dinosaur, because he doesn't think it's true, he thinks it's smoke and mirrorism. The mysterious man says he has good eyes and he does actually he says that his greatest gift and the mysterious man accepts his gift turning his face to reveal he's half man half machine with gears wiring and he has bad eyes and needs new ones then we hear a scream and then we go back to vastra's room where clara is asked about what happened and clara wants to know why she's wearing a veil but with no reply clara gives in and recounts the events of the regeneration and the escape from the dinosaur their crash and the doctor was gone to which jenny says he's not gone He's upstairs. Clara sort of uh, reluctantly says, fine, he changed. Uh, and then Vastra says, well, he renewed himself, but he doesn't look. Oh, they play the game of semantics. With laughs. Uh, but he looks younger, maybe as her lover. But he's the doctor, she says. He's he's walked the universe, watched stars it, fall to dust. Say lover or boyfriend? Uh, lover. It's the doctor that says boyfriend. Really? You sure? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. She's like, you're a lover even. And she's like, oh, shut up. And uh, she might as well have flirted with a mountain, to which Clara denies that. And Vastra says, well, he flirted with Clara. How come? Because he looked young and that was for everyone. And Vastra admits that she wears a veil, much like the Doctor wears a face, to be accepted from prejudice and judgment. And at the same time, the Doctor begins to wake up by taking a massive sniff. And he looks around the room, sniffing a chalk. And then Vastra explains that the reason she wears a veil is as a judgment for the quality of people's hearts. And Clara gets offended that Vastra would judge her. And uh, and us. And, yeah, and us. And uh, Vastra then says, well, the doctor regenerated in front of her. He trusted her by lifting his veil. And Clara's judging him. We're judging him. They go back to the doctor, having written all over the floor. He hears the T-Rex again, goes to open the door, realizes opening a door is not for him, believing through a window, that's more him. And in rage, Clara gives her, I'm not like all the other girls speech by proving Vastra wrong in all her judgment, saying that she's never been interested in pretty young men. She loved Marcus Aurelius, the only man who was pinned up on her wall. And just because her pretty face has turned Vastra's head doesn't mean Clara's that easily distracted. Jenny cheers for some reason that Clara just really chewed out her wife. No, you know what? This is this is a hundred percent earned. One hundred percent. I love this scene. I I love most of this scene. I love Clara's speech. I love the big shouty speech of the week. That's yeah. You know the Matt Smith Memorial big shouty speech of the week (laughs) goes to Clara Oswald. Yeah. Keep keep going, and I'll tell you where I turn on this. 
uh, and Vasha's veil can't be seen as the screaming continues. And uh, she knows the doc, uh, that Clara can be trusted and says that the doctor needs her more than ever. And on the top of the roof, the doctor screams at the big sexy wow. woman of the dinosaur, apologizing for getting the TARDIS lodged in its throat, promising to get her home to keep her safe. And then on cue, the T-Rex explodes and bursts into flames. Yeah, so the first 25 minutes was a complete waste. Um, yeah. Here's my thing. I liked the big shouty speech. Yeah. We will remember you, Matt Smith. Um, I liked, uh, is it Jenny? Is that her name? Jenny. Who, yeah. Who, Jenny, who claps. I liked that. Yeah. What I didn't like was the, oh, it turns out you can't be trusted after all. Good. You're one of us by I Madam Vastra. Feisty you yeah, this is lame. This is like, welcome back, Rory Williams kind of a thing. I'm going to purposely yeah. antagonize them until they show how much they care. And then, no, because they, this wasn't like you don't love him. This was like, there are character flaws about you as a human being. We get to explore that in series, right? A lot better uh, than this scene. I also want to see, before I die in some capacity, uh, Jenna Coleman flirting with a mountain range. That ha- I have to see this. <laughs> it has to occur. Uh, yeah, but at the same time, the Paternostra gang and Clara get ready to adventure to the river because of the explosion. The, do- jo- uh, the doctor jumps off the roof to hijack a carriage horse by saying, I need to relieve you of your pet. Not to the human, to the horse, because humans are stupid. I thought this was moderately humorous. I did because it, it, it subverts your expectations. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm okay with shtick. that. Yeah, it I was okay me of, with it. What's the what's the cowboy one where he takes a horse and he's like, oh, his name's Susan, and wants you to respect his life choices. Yeah. I know that's like, that's a reference to um, was it Mary Poppins? But still, um, I while the other four follow a little bit behind, unaware of the doctor. Uh, the doctor can't figure out his left and right hands yet, but makes it to the Thames and immediately apologizes to the T-Rex. And uh, the gang arrive right behind the doctor, questioning who or what could have killed the doctor. But no, that's not the question where we start, as the doctor shuts down, extracts the question of how, and he chastises them I, by I saying, like they will have pudding brains, uh, no, puddings part. for brains, planet of the pudding brains. Uh Capaldi doesn't have like a a, a Geronimo or a uh, Alonzi. No, for a long time. Go ahead. When I started this, I was like, do I open every Capaldi episode with uh, Hello Pudding Brains? That's not bad. You can do it. It beats what you opened with this time, where you just decided to use profanity as your entry point. Well, my my intro um, closes with like all of the news oh, just in quick right, succession because right, right. it just hits like a, like a train somewhere. People I are, I... people are seeing behind the curtain here. I yeah. I haven't heard the intro. <laughs> <laughs> I never hear them until they get published, and then I listen yeah. to at the very least I'll listen to the intro and hear, yeah. and hear what you've done. And if, it's, if, it's, if it's, I should say this once on the pod itself, like they're yeah. all exceptionally good, Ethan. Well done. Thank you. But 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 if but if some of them are even a cut above, like where where the it's like a Marvel or a Pixar film when one yeah. of them is like above the standard that's already been set, I do reach out and go, yeah, exceptionally good one today. That, that yeah. was that was really something special. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, it's uh it's it's much more interesting than, than than the plot of this episode so far. Yeah, um, have we like, have we even gotten to the tramp with a scene that takes way too bleeming long? No, we have like thirty minutes. All right, uh, before we get to that, I'm going to try and get through this as quickly as possible. <laughs> uh, Clara asks, "What's the question?" And the doctor's question is, "Have there been any, any similar murders of uh, combustion?" And Vastra says that there has. 
Question two, though, if all the pudding brains are gawking at the burning dinosaur, then who's the pudding brain that the doctor points out as uh, the mechanical man walking away from the scene? And before Clara can finish her question that she's going to ask, the doctor jumps off uh, the bridge into the River Thames to investigate. And uh, then the following morning, uh, now back at the gang's HQ, Clara greets Strax, having recovered the TARDIS, and he throws the morning paper at her, knocking her out. This got a chuckle out of me, I think, because I forgot about it. Hang on, we also had another sound effect when it hit her in the head as well. Oh yeah, we get like it wasn't qu- it wasn't quite a bonk, but it was something. Yeah, and I was like, can we stop with the slapstick, <laughs> please? This, this humor, this <sighs> slapstick, this bonk, these they they don't continue for the rest of the sit. That doesn't um, happen in the rest of the series, and it's not conducive with Capaldi's overall tone. And I'm glad because yeah. it's just dumb you didn't need capaldi and friends if anything capaldi's era kind of shrinks and i quite like that yeah and uh after waking up after her head trauma she changes into ear appropriate clothes she's greeted by jenny and asking about if uh, they know where the doctor's whereabouts is but there's no real uh news yet and what proceeds is a scene about clara interacting with the gang and strax doing funny things because he's stupid and he's potato head uh, and he has a machine that can look into her thoughts. And Clara apparently thinks about gay sex a lot because Strax says that within her innermost thoughts, there are, there are muscular men doing sport. Is that sport? It looks like sport. Ha 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 ha. Funny sex. Um, yeah. 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 The, uh, the reason for these interactions, though, obviously, is the whole reason to show that Clara can be acclimatized living with a gang in case the doctor doesn't come back since Strax thinks that he's <sighs> dead. Did anybody buy into this for a fraction of a moment? Like, this no. episode was like, well, they we got us three like, times. Like, like, this is this is the BBC. So if anybody's not from, from the UK, like, you've got total freedom with episode length here. It could have been 45 minutes. It could have been 60 minutes. There is no need for this episode to be almost 80 minutes in length. What a waste of time. And it's not essential plot. It's padding. It's stuff yeah. like this. It's so bloated. It's scared of stuff. I remember when I said, like, when the dialogue was good, it's really good, or I like a lot of the dialogue in this. Oh. I forgot about this. There are, like, there is a, there's, like, 50%, I don't know, 65% of the dialogue in this is absolutely fantastic. I don't know if the, the rest th- of it is... I don't know if a thought was because of, um, because of Jenna Coleman's um, resonance, um, Clara's resonance to 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 adopt to the new doctor. We needed yeah. to break it up with more lighthearted moments, or because he was going to be off for a while, we needed Clara to have her moments filled with a cavalcade of characters. I mean, the the potato is definitely one step too far. Um, I've never liked Strax. I've never liked Strax. I never liked the whole the whole species, but at least when they were some bumbling enemy, I could live with that. Oh. It doesn't help. They look weird. This is. I'm about to give a, a massive compliment to Chibnall because there, he, there is a man who understands what he wants his creature to look like, other than Daleks. That the resolution Dalek I absolutely despise. But um, the Sontarans, his design of Sontarans is absolutely incredible. And I compare the Sontarans that we currently have in uh, 2022 that we saw uh, in Flux to the Sontarans that we saw here. The Sontarans suck. Yeah, the uh, this this is off it. Russell, Russell's biggest misstep was making some tyrants look like that, and I hate it. Yeah. Anyway, looking forward to having you back, Russell. Um, <laughs> Mr. T, I pity the yeah. fool. 
you're allowed to make a couple mistakes, I guess. Uh, meanwhile, the doctor's stumbling around the streets and he looks in a daze, looking at the mirror. <laughs> I knew that was coming. Uh, you have to. Cheers. Yeah. And the homeless man appears. Oh my! This scene. I think we're the halfway point. Why is this scene so? Why is it here? Why? Like literally, it's like an eight-minute scene. Well, not eight <laughs> minutes. I'm but it's, it's it feels like eight minutes, and it's just designed to get the doctor a coat. Really, isn't it's it? At least two. It's at least two pages. It has another. Oh, jeez. It has two reasons. Uh, a reason that won't happen to see like be. Explained until series nine. Oh, really? It's foreshadowing, foreshadowing, I guess. But we all know the reason. Um, And the doctor says he needs clothes uh, and maybe a scarf. No, not a scarf anymore because he'd look stupid. Funny fourth doctor reference because of his big scarf. Um, He asked the man if he's uh, seen. this the doctor's face before and the uh, because the doctor's pretty sure that he has and he never yeah. actually knows where the faces come from and he brings the man to the like this questioning could, this yeah. could have been mentioned when he said don't look in the mirror it's furious and i think i've seen it before yeah i think i've seen that guy before yeah done done uh, <laughs> yeah the doctor also questions why he chose this face like he's trying to tell himself something yeah and this uh, we'll talk about what it if now, you paid that off over several episodes rather than trying to ham so this. much in to 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 episode one yeah <sighs> no, um for for those unaware or who've just forgot Peter Capaldi was in uh, an episode of Doctor Who in series four featuring Catherine Tate and also Karen Gillan yeah. with the fires of Pompeii, where he played a man called Caecilius. Who- yeah, he's the father of the family who gets saved, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, when Donna says, just save one person, one person. And obviously later on in series nine, and I think it's the woman who died or the girl who lived. I think it's the girl who died. Who knows? Um, he he looks and here he like I remember why I chose this face and then he has a flashback to remind everyone of of, of what happened there. Yeah. Uh, not the first, not the only time. Can uh, it, can can Amy Pond or Martha Jones or Donna Noble remind us why they chose their faces? <laughs> Just a thought. Um, Other double dippers of the uh, Doctor Who universe. Yeah, and then uh, this is this uh, that is it wouldn't be the only time uh, before his time as the Doctor that Capaldi would step onto a, a set of an RTD or, or Chris Chibnall Doctor Who. Uh, he was in the entire final series of Torchwood, The Children of Earth, uh, where he played uh, just like he had a fantastic performance in that a Chris Chibnall show, Russell T Davies show. Do, what a crazy! Do thing. they do they address that at all? No, no. <laughs> I kind of forgot about that because they they left Torchwood uh, they left Torchwood alone in, in the timeline's really weird the way that they they spoiled the ending of Torchwood and the end of time because Jack's all alone and he's like Torchwood's dead but it isn't until 2011 that they actually finished the show so well anyway I don't, I don't think telling people how it ends really affected Romeo and Juliet that much so you know sometimes no. you can, sometimes you can, it's called dramatic irony sometimes yeah. you know heck the, the Star Wars prequels you know what I mean like it's sometimes. Yeah. Not the end of the world if you know it the end of the world is coming oh no yanto jones whatever happened to that man That's you killed younglings yeah uh but no uh Cabaldi's history with doctor who is pretty long anyway so th- this is the thing that'll get paid off in like a year i guess Huzzah. um 
but he's scaring the man about his face and he screams that he doesn't like the doctor's face and neither does the doctor, especially the eyebrows. They're, they're cross attack eyebrows. Independently cross, you could say. They like they want to leave and make their own independent state of eyebrows. Oh, he gets it. He's Scottish now because Scotland want to leave Britain. Remember, remember that very topical um, oh, geez, joke? Bro. Yeah. This, this was 2014, so this was the... <laughs> Was that, that, that the year the referendum? This is the year, this is the, year of the Scottish referendum. Oh. <laughs> and that would be the last referendum the people of the UK would ever have. Yeah. Yep. Good times. Good times. Miss 2014. Uh, anyway, but being Scottish is good, so we can complain about things. Uh, I think the I want to think the reason for this is the last person that um, t- uh, Matt Smith saw was Amy, and she her her ghostly mind apparition imprinted on his accent. I know it's not, but I like to imagine. Uh, he complained and he demands the man's coat because he's cold and the doctor sees something, uh, a newspaper about spontaneous combustion. And then we go back to the gang and Vash is painting Jenny, we think, uh, discussing spontaneous combustion uh, while they flirt. There have been nine reported incidents of people exploding to which Vastra shoves the board to show Jenny, which is actually just a map of London. So Jenny never needed to pose. <laughs> actually, I like this. I liked this. It was a subversion of my expectations. And Jenny looked great, if I can also <laughs> say that. Jenny looked like she should be painted, like one yeah. of Jack's French girls. So there we go. Jenny's great. Jenny's great. Uh, and they wonder what the advantage is. Possibly it could be uh, concealment, maybe destroying the bodies. You can conceal what's missing or taken from the body. And then Clara bursts through showing papers uh, to which Vash is like, ah, oh, Clara, good, get in position. Because I think she also wanted to pay. Vash is so horny for Clara. Yeah. The entire episode is she's so horny for Clara in front of Jenny. Well, it worked for Amy Pond. So, yeah, yeah. there we go. But in the paper, there's an advert to the impossible girl and the, the gang look over the ad and they bicker about whether the message is from the doctor or not. And they theorize that Clara is supposed to know where they're supposed to meet to prove she still knows the doctor when he doesn't truly know himself. And since Clara says the doctor doesn't do puzzles, the location will be on the other side. And on the other side of the newspaper, it's a restaurant. And she enters the restaurant, sits down with the doctor who's wearing a very smelly coat that he stole from the homeless man that she chastises him for. Can I just say that Capaldi's socks with short hair? Oh, I love bushy hair, wild man. Yeah, yeah, I want wild man Capaldi. (laughs) You know, you know, Mumford and Sons oldest, oldest, um, you know, loyal fan. Followed him around everywhere. Uh, Rock star Capaldi. Give me my guitar. Oh, I love crazy hair Capaldi with sonic shades. Yeah, not feeling the sonic shades, but the guitar. Yeah. I love the Sonic Shade just because he was like, I want to bring my goldfish and I got the wrong tank and no one gets the joke. Brilliant. Uh, anyway, <laughs> um, she's not happy with the doctor because he didn't get in touch with her. What sort of person puts it would put a cryptic ad in the newspaper, she says. And he wouldn't like to say, but he admits that person would have to be a very egomaniac, needy game player. And Clara gives a sigh of relief that that hasn't changed. And the doctor reckons it won't either. And he doesn't want her to change. He saw her out of her, figured it out, happy to this play. This is all right. This is all right. Yeah. And I, I think the, the episode gets have. better from here. Like if this was the episode, better. Yeah. Better. Uh, what, what What do you mean? Uh, the two are confused, uh, thinking the message was for them and from the impossible ad. Um, who placed the ad? But before anything can be discussed, oh. Clara realizes what the doctor 
called her, but the doctor says, oh, no, no, this is a vanity trap. Ignore that. And he pulls a gray hair out of Clara's head to Clara's insults. So uh, about, oh, don't worry. There's still a, a load of other ones you saw. So the Clara, uh, the doctor picks one of Clara's instead, and he wants to measure the air disturbance in the room. And around the room, all the people are moving a non-human. The gears move, uh, can be heard. They're not actually but, eating. They're moving like robots. But back it takes forever for Clara to clue in. Like, I get given it a beat. This was an eternity. Oh, this was forever. Oh, jeez. And they're also not 80 minutes this episode is. (laughs) And the doctor says that they are. And after the doctor says that, they all stop and they stand up as the duo get ready to leave. And the more they move towards the door, the patchwork people get to them. uh, They get closer to them. So they sit down instead as the robots move back to their place. And the important question the doctor wants to know is, what is this restaurant? Because he doesn't know. And then the waiter arrives. The doctor wishes there were sausages, pictures, specials, maybe a kid's menu. And the doctor gets scanned, to which the waiter declares, liver, but he doesn't like liver, spleen, brain stems, eyes. And that's not what's on the menu, because they're on the menu. And the doctor rips off the man's face, and it's just a robot in a mask with a real human face skin. And the robot declares that, oh, no, we do have a children's menu, and then locks the doctor and Clara in their chairs, and they plummet to the basement. And they're greeted by the man from earlier. And the doctor reckons that this is an ancient spaceship being used as human as a human larder. Folks, (laughs) this is why it's always safer to choose a franchise restaurant. (laughs) You know what's on the menu. You know what you're getting into. Every time you visit an independent restaurant, you might end up on an alien murder spaceship. That's something that Yelp doesn't tell you. Yeah. Just, just, just that's, that's my, the more, you know. I wondered why they reviewed the other day. Just said spleens, liver, eyes. Yep. Um, and they fumble to get the sonic screwdriver, and Clara struggles to get it. To which uh, Capaldi says, "What I also think is it's times like this that I miss Amy." I miss that. What? Yeah, he said. He says out loud, "I was like, I miss Amy uh, really? right now." Yeah. Oh. Because Clara can't get the screwdriver. I'm right there. I'm right there with you, man. I miss Amy. Just sassy dick. I miss Amy every every week. I think they're coming back. Oh please! I've been asking. Please, Karen Gillan's a big get. She might be the she might be the biggest get of them all. Karen Gillan, who also recently got married, congratulations to her. Recently, also finished filming on Guardians of the Galaxy three, so she's she's free right now. Matt Smith hasn't uh, got anything in the pipeline right now because Morbius destroyed his career. Matt didn't destroy his career. Nah, he was, was in that. Very- he was. In, what was that movie where you go back in time? Last night, and so that came up before. Yeah, but um, like, it's like, yeah, oh no, no, no. I'm, jo- I'm, jo- I'm oh, joking. Okay, okay. Morbius is just a very bad movie. Don't was- let Jared Leto do comic book movies. It's God. not a good idea. I saw a scene from that the other day um, where it's just it's a minute and a half of Matt Smith dancing to like trying to be sexy music. And then he turns into a vampire and goes ah, in the mirror. Yeah, not having it. Not 10 out of 10 movie month for Morbius. Not having um, and Clara throws this on it to the doctor with a feet and he's able to unlock them both and they make the way to escape and they spot more robots hoping they're dormant. The theory is, though, that the droids are harvesting spare parts and they come face to face with the dormant captain and he's recharging. And look at his hands. They're different sizes. And this isn't a normal cyborg. This is a robot turning himself into a man. 
the restaurant exists, so they have a sub- constant supply chain of spare parts. And according to the doctor, that face looks Roman, at least. So he wonders how long the robots have been around. And it starts to wake up, and the two jump back, getting ready to escape. Uh, the doctor can't remember where he's seen this room before. He keeps saying it's really familiar. And I go, yeah, he's right. That's strange. And Clara tries to get him to leave the room and she ends up getting stuck in there as the door shuts between them and the doctor can't sonic the door open and says to Clara that she was too slow and there's no point at catching both of them. And he leaves her. Yeah. What a conflict. This is this is the doctor conflict of, wow, he's never been like this before. The only time he's been like this is when he tried to strangle Perry when he was the sick doctor. Um, and everyone's like, this is really dark for him. And the patchwork robot hasn't spotted her yet as she tries to pretend to be a patchwork robot herself. And she tries to keep her breath steady, holding it. And the charade starts to fool the robots. But how long can you hold your breath for before it's too late? So Clara begins to struggle, tears falling down her face. And she starts to walk towards the exit. And she begins to leave. And then still holding her breath, finds another room full of the robots. And because she's held, held her breath for so long, her vision starts fading her inability to keep holding it in clara walks further and further down the hallway until she just gives in falls to her knees and breathes heavily and the patchwork captain demands the others bring her to him and we see flashbacks of clara as a teacher struggling on her first day and she's desperate to get the attention of the misbehaving students saying that she'll have each and every one of them kicked out of school (laughs) and then like i'm fairly high up in my institution you gotta go about three levels above me before you run into someone who's got power to do that yeah like jeez and then one of them uh the girl who ends up being a recurring character for this series whose name i can't remember but i remember she has the line of i took photos of the tardis i'm gonna post it on my tumblr and even in 2014 i audibly groaned at that um, I found out today one of my students still has a Tumblr account they, they post to. I made one recently because a load of people uh, like on fandom Twitter moved there between the Elon Musk thing. And then everyone, I don't give a shit and moved back to Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. Also, there's that thing where it's like, I don't know if I can do it anymore because maybe there might be robots, 5%. Still got 95%. Yeah. Like, I think, I think he just doesn't have the funds because crypto took a massive dookie anyway <laughs> okay join us for our new cryptocurrency yeah. podcast if you want a money uh, uh podcast listen to oh no i forgot the name what alex from ministry finance yep there we are <laughs> there we go although i think he's taking a hiatus he's learning how to be Has a pilot yeah, yeah oh yeah. nice yep <laughs> um and then, yeah, the girl just says, go on, do it. And Clara just looks in fear. And then she wakes up in the room as the captain demands where the doctor is, where is the other one? And she will tell him or she'll be destroyed. And Clara remembers her very shitty student and just copies her and says, go on, do it. She's not going to answer the question, so she'll have to be killed. And the captain just keeps repeating the same thing over and over. He starts to backtread saying, oh, you'll feel pain, bigger threat to the smaller why, threat. Why doesn't he kill her? Uh, he really wants the doctor. Why? I don't know. Brainstem? <laughs> like, uh, I think no. it's because he knows. Because the doctor, he doesn't want to be found out. They never really established no, this. Just other just, than he has a craving for the doctor. She just gets this idea, he won't kill me. And it's like, oh, that's the answer. But it's never really established what makes her unkillable. Is it just that information? Imagine if she died here. Oh, it'd be great. That'd be tragic. Oh, it'd be so, so good. And the doctor's like, oh, well, 
But obviously he's in the room with the master. He just see that point. Ah, shit. Yep. Could have come in any time. Yep. Um, and Clara starts to cry because she's very scared. I want to removed. take his face off. Uh, and she gets scared because the man removes his hand and it's an arm flamethrower. And she asks why they killed the dinosaur. <laughs> this and episode is so stupid. It keeps going on. Oh. I'm at page 18 of 27. Uh, I, don't even do, I don't even do this many notes for, for what I don't think I've ever made the 27 pages for a film for BFE. Anyway. I know. Anyway. I, it's painful. What size is your font? Uh, I, it's 20 because I can't. Oh, wow. Okay. I'm 13. So there we yeah, go. Yeah, I'm, I'm really blind. So I have to have it large, like right. an elderly ba- person. Uh, but she asks why they killed the dinosaurs. He screams and he says he won't answer questions. So he might as well kill her because she won't tell it unless he tells her. And he gives in and he says that the dinosaur's optic nerve has a material that computers can use. So the fact that they know what a dinosaur is means they've been doing patchwork for a long, long time. And she asks if there's any real him left. And he says that they will reach the promised land and he demands to know where the other one is. And uh, she just doesn't know. But she then says that she knows where he will be, where he will always be. It's a really weird line. I know what it's supposed to mean, but she's like, I don't know where he'll he is. always have my back was what it was built yeah. into, but it's such yeah. a, like the doc- in this the case, doctor. it's literal. <laughs> I don't know. She reaches a hand out. The doctor grabs it. He demasks out of a weird, creepy bald. And this skin. isn't enough. Remember this in about 10 minutes when she has this crisis of confidence in the doctor again. Yeah. Oh, and the rubbish ro- robots uh, from the dawn of time, the doctor says. And the, do- the doctor uses his sonic on the power source, the robots, which can blow the entire room up if he sees one thing he doesn't like, which also includes karaoke and mime. So be careful. That feels like a leftover um, Smith line. I don't know. Or even a tenant line. Yeah. Yeah, it is what it is. Uh, Clara and the Doctor bicker banter back and forth about whether she's a control freak or not. The captain asks why they're here, and the Doctor asks about the message in the paper. And the captain doesn't know of any such message in the paper. The Doctor gets embarrassed that he got it wrong. Everyone just forget that. So Clara is say the word. What's the word? Geronimo. We get our Geronimo for today. Uh-huh. And uh, then Vastra and Jenny trapezing with their swords and Drax falls down because <laughs> potato. potato man. There's a line in um, the Christmas special, The Snowman, which is like Clara's second episode where she also dies. And Matt yep. Smith uh, says to Strax, he's like, I'm the clever one. You're the potato one. And that is a concept that uh, Stephen Moffat went, what if I just continue to do that over and over anyway yep the captain and vastra draw swords together is oh yeah sorry i just remembered something um so they all show up the paternostra gang showed up in uh the matt smith episode of good man goes to war strax died in that he just straight got shot and died yeah and then they had to make a seven minute long prelude to the snowman being well three days passed and they somehow brought strax back to life i don't care Yep. whatever fine anyway sorry i just I, I remembered that and got really mad anyway uh they all draw their swords and they begin to fight and the captain begins his final plan to destroy them all by bringing in more robots they have blades the doctor tries to plead with the captain that this isn't worth it and the captain wants to go to the promised land but he's been here for millions of years it's time to accept that they're just 
isn't one and he's in search of a paradise that isn't actually there and the captain begins to leave in an escape capsule which has been repaired with humans and the doctor being intelligent holds on underneath um some time passes and the, i'm just kind of skipping around at unnecessary things yeah you're right the doctor makes a glass of brandy for both him and the captain and he says that he thinks he's gonna have to kill the captain but he wants him to have a drink beforehand and the captain doesn't care and he begins his ascension and the doctor says what the captain is he's a robot from the 51st century that got stranded time traveling trying to get home the long way round. but he'll go to the promised land he says and the restaurant is made of the ship which means it can't fly but he can make a spaceship with a hot air balloon made of human skin disgusting yeah have we done the bit yet where we've talked about uh the broom oh we're getting to that all right cool um and downstairs, the gang is still struggling with the fight. And in the sky, the Doctor pieces apart an energy capsule, which reads SS Marie Antoinette. And, they and he says, well, they're repair droids, cannibalizing human remains. Hmm, that sounds really similar. And then he says, this is the sister ship of the SS Madame de Pompadour. The Doctor doesn't get it. And I go, I watched the episode yesterday. This is a sequel for some ungodly reason to the uh, series two episode with David Tennant, The Girl in the Fireplace, where uh, he, Rose and Mickey go on a spaceship with the horse, which is uh, portraits into different um, moments of time of um the madame de pompadour as these uh patchwork dummy clockwork aliens robots try and piece apart her until they can use her to restart jump start their ship and it's basically uh do you remember the line the doctor gives he's like i'm the doctor and i just snogged the madame de pompadour ha -ha. Oh, yeah. yeah so this is a sequel to that and i went okay why that yeah. was like eight years ago yep you're not it wrong Two doctors ago. Okay. Um, anyway, the, doc the captain then questions the doctor how he'll how he'll kill them, and the doctor asks uh, what well, the captain thinks of the view, and he says that he does not think of it. And uh, don't, they don't use uh, apostrophes. Droids use apostrophes, and he's barely a droid. He's more human. So he asks the uh, captain again, and he says he thinks it's beautiful. But the doctor says he prefers down on the ground because everything's big, important, full of life. So how could the doctor kill the captain? For the same reason, he says, he keeps asking the doctor because the captain doesn't want to carry on. He asks what happened to the other droids when he dies, and he says he will not die. He'll reach the promised land. And the doctor says that the yeah, reason- They, they ham-fisted this in. Yeah. Why? Don't, don't give answers. Yeah. Oh, and the doctor stupid. says the reason for this is because he's full of all the superstitions from the human remains, and then he recites the ship of Theseus. Broom edition. I was going to say the broom of Theseus. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you have a broom and you take apart, take the handle and replace the handle, then replace the brush. Is it the same broom? No, it's not. It's not the same broom. It's is this a different broom? Is this a really weird analogy for the doctor to be making post regeneration? Yeah, it's strange. Is, is, is he still a doctor? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> just he, I just he thought, takes one single exception like, to him. I was like, where's that mirror when you need it? <laughs> It's the whole thing of, well, you've replaced yourself so many times. There's nothing original of you left. And he says, that sounds uh, like the doctor. And yeah. no one notices. 
Oh. And uh, he can't end it. And the doctor says that it must end. And self-destruction isn't in the captain's programming and murder isn't in the doctor. I doubt that. But he brings that up in about two minutes. Mm. They have a little bit of a fight. Uh, meanwhile, the gang struggle as Clara tells them, oh, just hold your breath. But Jenny can't hold her breath for more than 10 seconds. So Vashra gives her air from her lungs. By, Is this by just an excuse to, to, to show a girl on girl kiss? kiss? lizard kiss i remember i think i can't remember what episode i said there is like moffat writes with his hand like one hand on the paper uh this feels like no this feels like that because there's a lot of lines where he'll be like don't check my browser history what are you looking at yeah i think it's just being fairly sex positive but um it comes off really weird this is i mean the air from my lungs was like let's find the most lame excuse for to justify this girl on girl kiss on 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 the bbc yeah, because part uh, no, she needs the, the air from the lungs. It's 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 not a kiss. It's an yeah. air transference. And how is this not breathing? Isn't breathing you take in air and then you get out? I mean, this is breathing. I don't know. Anymore. It's breathing. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so the episode's the called breath. "Don't Breathe." I guess it's not yeah. called "Don't Kiss." I don't know. Um, is it called? No, it's not. "Don't Breathe" is that awful movie with the um the horror oh, movie. Is it? Is it Last Breath? What is it? Deep no, breath. Oh, deep breath. Yeah. All right. Don't breathe is that um, terrible horror movie where like and they make a predator the hero. Anyway, um, what's going on with yeah. our favorite potato? Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, 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 Bradley Welsh, I miss you. Come back to hey, the hey, it's Doctor Who centric. Look, my personal, uh, fr- my 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 good personal friend, Bradley Welsh. Bradley Welsh. Bradley Walsh, who I have shook hands with. Bradley Walsh, who at least for about half an hour knew me. Well, for a couple hours knew me by name. Oh, good time. You're the only person here who's met a Doctor Who person. I want to, to try. To be change. fair, I am. I am. I'm. Yeah. I'm like. I'm. I'm one degree of separation from. Um. From Jodie Whittaker. Oh my god. Yep. I have friends now who met David Tennant yesterday, and I'm so jealous. <laughs> if I was, oh, if I was in London, whoa. Um, but uh, Clara uses the sonic They open the door to escape The doctor tries to force the captain to admit it's over The captain asks whether he'll murder him And enraged the doctor then says These people down there are more important to him Than to make assumptions about how far he'll go to protect them Because he's already come a long way And unlike the captain He doesn't expect that he'll meet the promised land And also One of them is lying about their programming Yes, and we know who that is Meanwhile, Drax tries to kill himself and then the robots all stop because the captains fall into his death, pierced by Big Ben. And we never know who did it. It's left up to interpretation. Okay. Uh, The doctor then stares into our soul for a second as he looks straight to the camera and uh, the gang arrive back at the HQ and the TARDIS has vanished because there's a nice little square in the hay. And uh, later, Clara asks if they have room for her since she's stuck here for a while. But Vatcher declines, saying that the Doctor will definitely be back. And the only person who knows him best in the universe has proven that already. Because Clara is dressing by modern day Yeah, standards. what a bunch of... Oh, this is so stupid. I feel if it it's such a... <sighs> Madame Vastra, Pandos, all of them, they're, they're very tonally inconsistent because uh, sometimes Madame Vastra will be like, I'm going to spew real prophetic uh, words. And then she'll be like, ha, 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 funny sex lesbian. Yep. I'm a lizard. Um, anyway, 
the TARDIS then can be heard materializing. So Clara enters the newly refurbished TARDIS. And I love the exterior. I love the interior. That's probably one of my favorite uh, TARDISes. And there are also more round things. And then the Doctor reintroduces himself, not just to Clara, but to us. He says that he's the Doctor. He's lived for over 2,000 years and not all of them were good. He's made many mistakes and it's time he did something about that. But also... He's not Clara's boyfriend. Mm. And she says... I, I, I gotta own this. I did take a... I'm hoping I get the right button here. I'm doing this blind. There's there we mistake, go. Think it turns out it's really easy to find the scripts to Doctor Who episodes online. <laughs> so <laughs> I did take a look. And Madame Vastra did say lover and not boyfriend. And yeah, Clara then says that she never... To be fair, um, I think after proving the David Tennant thing completely correct, you're, you're omitted from any Doctor <laughs> Who mistake at this point. Yeah, fair enough. God, I, I've never, I'm, on, I've, I'm I, on a good run. The second that article showed up and I saw the film, I'm like, oh, I'm never, I'm never letting this one go. <laughs> and what are they, actually, So many things that I thought were so obvious, I've gotten so wrong, and this was just like a bit of a fantasy. I'm calling yeah. it. It's going to happen. And it did. <laughs> what are the... Uh, oh, I should have gone down to the bookies. There was a meme I retweeted, which was like that Jeremy Clarkson thing where it's like, and if you thought David Tech was going to be the 14th Doctor, ha ha ha! And that aged like fine milk (laughs) within the week between like retweeting that and this. I'm having a great, Doctor Who's great. Anyway, uh, Clara says that she never thought the Doctor was her, her boyfriend and the Doctor says he never said it was her mistake. And then he puts oh. the TARDIS in. Yeah, he okay. never, he puts the TARDIS in flight. And what's about- this? Is this is this a correction on behalf of the uh, on behalf of Moffat? Is is that is this him fessing up and going? I was copying what Russell did with with the whole so. love triangle. Like we've done the whole flirty doctor far too much. If it was both very meta and also like the doctor admitting, I I had a I, I made mistakes. I think I think it's meta. I totally yeah. think it's meta. I think it's them there's going. Lot, there's a lot of meta with with. Um, I guess them going off it. You know, with the exception of Donna Noble, they've pretty much done the will they or won't they with yeah. every companion since Eccleston shows up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Tyler goes into flight. He asks about his new costume. I really like this. Very magician. And uh, then Clara I like his later later look. I, I thought this was yeah. a little bit too. too... Is that the blue one? The blue one's very snazzy. Like I, I like the bit with the big coat and the sweater, and he just looks like you're like granddad. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. when he's like the uni professor. Yeah, I like I like that teacher, one. He's good. Yeah, yeah. everything. It, it goes with the wavy hair. This is still just a little bit yeah. too straight. It's all right. Don't get me wrong. You had to distance him from Matt Smith, and this does that. But I, I yeah. just wasn't feeling it. Yeah. Uh, Clara asks who put the ad in the paper. The doctor asks who gave Clara his number because when they first met in series 7B, uh, the number was uh, given to her of a computer helpline that phoned the TARDIS. And she says, a woman from the shop gave it to her. So that means there's a woman who's very keen that they stay together. And then they land. The doctor asks how she actually feels about staying on the TARDIS. And she says she's sorry, but she just doesn't think she knows him anymore. And then she gets a phone call. And uh, she better get it because the doctor says it might be her boyfriend. And she leaves the TARDIS. I don't have a boyfriend. (laughs) It's him. It's the doctor phoning from Trenzalore before he changes. And he says it's a common Matt Smith reprising his role one last time. And this is the thing that I said. I do appreciate they paid it off. Yeah. Yeah. When she picks up the 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 phone. phone. Yeah. Yeah. 
I, I thought it was very, very well done. Yeah. Moffat is great. Is a great uh, of of the long game. Yeah, and uh, he's calling her because he thinks it's going to be a whopper, and she'll be scared. But no matter how scared he is, she is. Yeah, uh, she is. The man that she's with is more scared than anything she can imagine, and he needs her. You know what? What you could say the word. You could replace the word viewer. Uh, Clara with, with viewer. viewer absolutely yeah it, it, hey a, viewer this it's is hundred percent Matt Smith telling the audience it's yeah. going to be okay it's me Matthew Smith yeah. from Physician Where remember me I'm not here but old man Capaldi don't you worry he's shitting himself about this role so be there for him and then the 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 the, the new doctor the twelfth doctor asks who is it. And he says, is that the doctor? Matt Smith says, is that the doctor? He sounds old. Please tell me I'm not old. Is he gray? Clara, please, for me, help him. And don't be afraid. And then 12 approaches Clara as she says goodbye to 11. We do forget that five minutes before this phone call, that 11 was gray. Yeah, (laughs) it it was William Hartnell gray. Yeah, he was like, I can barely walk gray. Yeah. So if anything, this is like a young whippersnapper in comparison. But of course, we don't remember that. We remember young Matt Smith, the boyfriend. Capaldi was still, uh, when he got this, I think was younger than Hartnell was when he first played the Doctor. Uh, That makes sense. So like, you know, uh, and the Doctor asked her for help, uh, asked her if, if she'll help him. And uh, she says that he shouldn't have been listening, but he didn't need to because he was that was him talking on the phone and he gets upset that she can't see him because he's not on the phone. He's right there in front of her and he just wants her to see him. The doctor, uh, Clara approaches the doctor and stares at him quizzically, smiles and thanks him for calling. And she holds him tight in a hug and he says that he doesn't think he's a hugger for this regeneration. And Clara says that he doesn't get a choice. Uh, I'd love to say consent still exists in uh, if it's if it's a, if it's a man. I just want to say that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's it's there's a lot of weird, weird jokes. To be fair, like as someone who doesn't like to hug, I got, you know, yeah. I'm this guy. I'm the guy who goes, I don't like being hugged. And then, oh, you like I, I really don't. And um. I don't. Oh, there's a few people. Because he learns to hug. Yeah, he learns to hug. He learns to love. Great. Yeah. Um, so, I am a big believer in just respecting people who do go. Please don't hug me. <laughs> you know, you can ask for a hug, and then maybe you get a hug. But just ignoring it and going, "Oh, you like it." That's the best way to get on my bad side. Absolutely. And then Clara realizes that this isn't her home. And the doctor says that he got the location up and they're off in Glasgow. And that that's fitting because he's Scottish. And he offers for them to get chips and coffee. And she takes them up on it. And the two walk off together. And then a piercing white light appears as our captain wakes up in a garden with a mysterious woman greeting him. And she says that she's Missy. And the captain's made it. But hopefully her boyfriend wasn't too mean to him. Did he push the captain? Or did the captain fall? Wow, we'll never know. Uh, and she I says like that this. He, yeah, yeah, she can. Uh, he can be very mean, but not to her because he loves her so much, and she likes his new accent. And the captain asks where he is, and Missy says he's made it to the promised land, to paradise. Oh. Welcome to heaven. And she does a little twirl, and that's how we end. I think 
every time Michelle Gomez was on screen, yeah. I'm very happy. Yeah, no, Michelle she's great. Gomez was the one of the best inclusions she, of Capaldi's era. She is great. And I didn't yeah. know anything about this. I was I was completely blind to this. And yeah. I think we'll just leave it there. I think we need just to, 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 to say the, the payoff, just because it'll be fun. Yeah. Um but I was complete someone like spoiled it for me by going, Oh, come on, it was obvious. I'm like, no. No, it wasn't. It really wasn't for me. So <laughs> Yeah, but they went off to get chips. Yeah. Well, not chips. She says coffee in the end. Yeah. I guess she doesn't like chips because they're made from... Potato. So, there you go. Uh, incredible. But no, that that's very reminiscent to... She feels uh, like she's eating straks. That's why you can't have chips. <laughs> it feels very reminiscent of the second episode uh, of, the, of the first series. It was um, The End of the World, I think it's called. Is that the one with, like, Anthony Head? I don't know. No, no, because no, no, that, that's a tenant episode. My bad. Yeah, it's the it's the Cassandra one where um they play toxic and it's really funny because she calls it an iPod. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. But yeah, at the at the end of the the end of the episode because Rose is scarred because she just watched Earth explode, um and then the Doctor's like, "Welcome back to modern day Earth." And she's like, oh, I really want chips. Let's get chips. And that's how the episode, it reminded me of that. Oh, like okay, yeah. the, the state. It does seem to be, thin. you know, along with his like love of London and things like he just yeah. likes chips. And I'm like, that's okay. Yeah, this is little yeah. staples. And it yeah. shows the man still the same. It shows that, yeah. you know, despite everything else, there are some some key sort of non-negotiables that will always be there. Mm. But no, that was that was deep breath. My God. I do not want to know what the runtime of this episode will be. Uh, it's not too bad. We're just coming on 90 minutes. Okay. Which could so be, it could have been worse. Yeah. To be fair, uh, if you've been listening to the BFE recently this week, this is, it will be the, one of the oh, shortest geez. episodes we've done in a long time. Yeah. Um, but no, that's deep breath. I guess we're going to do our, our usual things. Our, uh, overall thoughts first, because this is, this is the... I, I th- halfway through both of our paragraphs, we're going to change our tune, I have a feeling. I am fine with um, either one of these stories, I guess. I mean, I'm also fine with making something uh, an event for an introductory thing. But this was two episodes smashed into one, is what it was. Yeah. Nothing before the restaurant mattered one iota. Not really. And it was just padding. And I don't think the idea to s- surround old man Capaldi with like a lovable cast of characters to put away for what might be gruffness on his part or or being aloof but uh obviously this did not work and so um what you got was two half-baked ideas rather than one passable if mediocre episode so there's some good character stuff in there but man you got to sit through a lot of crap to get there yeah you do and this is the thing i i I, capaldi's first series series eight is his weakest um yep I think the story, they don't know where they want to go. The character series nine on, they actually start to um, really flesh out and understand what they want the show to be again. But with your first episode, you're reintroducing everything. Going and back and to, a big risk with, 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 with an older doctor. Yeah. With, for the, for the last, I don't know, like eight years, we've had a doctor who's been a young pretty boy. We had David Tennant. When we have Matt Smith, I'm very sorry, Eccleston. You just look like my dad. Yeah, but I mean, um, he, he wasn't. What was he? Forty, maybe. Forty six. Okay, I mean, but he's not Capaldi. Yeah, yeah Capaldi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is Capaldi in his sixties? He late fifties. He was fifty four. Oh, okay. So, well, wow. Yeah. Okay, so it's weird. Um, not that many years between him and Eccleston, but definitely yeah. feels like a big age gap. Okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, but not. 
the first half of this episode, I, I struck. There are points that I like. I like whenever Capaldi is on screen. I feel like I'm having a Poochie moment, where it's like when when Poochie's not on screen, we should be asking where's Poochie. But I don't care about the Paternoster gang. I never have. Even as a kid, I've whenever they're in an episode, I've always found them so annoying, and it drags down the thing. I like I like when the Doctor has a little group or, or team. Uh, when uh, was it? Uh, Tennant had like Torchwood or he had the Sarah Jane crew. That was fine. And that w- they had their own little subsects of generations of kids or like teens. This is just... I like Jenny. Jenny's, Jenny is the most... I don't know. I like the idea you've got a, a cross uh, alien human group. I think it makes sense. It's like a new Torchwood. Never but, went no, you're right. It's like a Sarah Jane thing. It, it yeah. feels... And if they'd use this to launch it, cool. But they didn't do that either. Yeah. So, um, yeah. But no, second half, the second we get the patchwork, man, the second we get, and I'm going to be honest, a lot of my enjoyment in the second half of the episode was when um, I had a, hey, I know that thing, when they went, SS Madame de Pompadour. And I went, oh, I remember that much better episode I wish I was watching right now. Yeah. Um, and obviously, it's Moffat linking everything in. Um, but no. When Capaldi gets to be the Doctor, it's really good. Everything else, I just go, uh, you wasted 80 minutes of my day. Um, so I guess I want to be positive for a second. Favorite moment or element? Um, I'll go to, they're kind of linked. I like that I don't know. Um, I'll go with Capaldi stuff. I like that I don't know if Capaldi pushed him or not. I yeah. like that it was meta and, and I like everything with Missy in the coda. I thought that was brilliant and a great hook to what's going to be your season long overarching narrative. Yeah. So yeah, I like that stuff. Yeah. Cause a lot of, again, we're not going to cover a lot of series eight because there's a lot of weak ones, but a lot of those episodes in series eight, uh, they have the Moffatism where the big bad guy gets defeated or whatever. And then they wake up in heaven and Missy's doing some funny thing and saying, welcome to heaven. And it's building towards something each time. Yeah. And I appreciate that. And it's the beginning of a seed where we go, Oh, we got our mystery. And obviously at this point in time, we cannot possibly fathom, uh, whatever happens happening. Uh, I like Clara's little speech about, uh, all that and then it gets a little bit muddled a little a little a little in love with herself just because you got distracted by my pretty face yeah okay pretty girl (laughs) um but no when the doctor gets to properly be him and he has his very um dark sit down with the captain he's like i'm gonna have to kill you so just have a drink because that's what i would have wanted i will do what i have to even if it's against my quote-unquote programming i really like that and it's an insight to who this doctor could be or was um yeah but grumbles time for grumbles i'll try and keep them short um i don't know uh almost everything that takes place in the restaurant Sorry, just had to load a couple of these things up. Um, <laughs> but in all seriousness, like there's a massive tonal shift in the episode once they get mm. into the restaurant. And it, it slows down. Like yeah. deep breath is more like just slow your pace, slow your roll. Um, and then all the quir- <sighs> all the quirky jokes that he's trying to rapid fire in the first act of the, uh, of the episode. And then all of the, oh, I don't oh, like, make, uh, I don't know. J- judgy madam lizard girl and flaky 
Clara Oswald, who basically has to do what the kid did from Hook. I mention it again, but holding the skin on the face back and going, oh, "Peter, there you are," and then like she's all in. <laughs> so yeah, just um, an episode that was explicitly lecturing me. An episode that would have better served showing me why I should like Capaldi rather than telling me I should like Capaldi. That's the best way to put it. Yeah. Uh, My grumble can be summed up in one way. Bonk. Yeah, fair enough. I, this episode doesn't know the kind of tone, like you said, it doesn't know the kind of tone it wants to be because for the first half, I was like, well, if we did cartoony things, funny slapstick, um, Mm -hmm. the potato man, boils my my blood like anything it doesn't help that i have a genuine hatred for how sontarans look in this current era um i think they're so gross and so uh they are so awful to look at and no no if dan dan starkey does the best he can and when he came back last year to be um in fluxes he was great in that his performance is fine it's just uh, this is the Pan Gang and Strax are so unnecessary for this episode. I would have rather Clara be by herself, yep, figuring this out. Yep, the doctor being by himself, figuring this out. And at the end of the day, they realize they have to come together because they still need each other. And f- that's better than that's better than lizards at home with the potato, like and yeah like she when she's like oh i guess i live here now and they went no haven't you noticed clara you've put on your hoodie he's going to be here and then you hear the the sound of the tardis and then she's like go on give him hell and she like smiles as she runs to the tardis and then literally 90 seconds later i don't know who you are anymore i'm like oh my god make up your mind Clara's indifference in series eight is probably one of the most frustrating things there are. Yeah, and it made me um, convinced that she was just a terrible actress. I'm like, why does she have chemistry with no one? Why does she have chemistry when she was on a set by herself? That's yeah. the only time. And then finally she and Capaldi do figure it out, but it takes a while. I think they really hit their stride in the final uh, two-parter of this series um maybe maybe when the the stuff starts happening at the school i think it's the caretaker the caretaker and the orient express one they're yeah. pretty good but it takes so much time but i love series nine so i can't complain because i'm like at the end of the day it's what it was kind of worth the wait because series nine is that is an absolute class act of a series but but we're not talking about series nine no. today so it's time to talk about our ratings six six and yeah. it's a six only because of the character stuff that's so important yeah. um the fact that it's the first time so you get all those great firsts although they felt they all felt anticlimactic look yeah. at my costume as i will now lecture you about who i am and then do you like it and then the tardis it's kind of because it's just you know it's it, I, it's cool that we got to experience it through clara who's seen a tardis before yeah but even that felt underwhelming. It's like, oh, I'm going to go in and go, oh, I don't like the TARDIS either. I'm like, shut up. Just shut up, Clara. Like something. 
uh, but the, the 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 phone call and the idea that it's going to be okay, mm. uh, surprisingly needed. I don't know needed in general, but definitely needed after this after this episode and what it was, yeah. and then the hint of what's going to happen with Michelle Gomez and uh, that whole character. Uh, she should say her name is Missy. So and Missy, um, yeah. that is that. I mean, this is close to being a failing grade of an episode otherwise, but it gets a six. I think it's the lowest episode that's been written so far so i'm i'm fine with clara being like i don't like it because that's like a current that's like a uh, ongoing doctor who joke since like the second doctor where he'll go into a room and be like oh you redecorated i don't like it yeah, that's, yeah. That, time and place i guess that's why i guess i'm fine with it she's seen his time stream but no uh six and a half for the sole reason that i think a lot of like the the extra half is me going hey Nice tie-in to a good episode, and it makes sense. I like I like the patchwork stuff. I've always liked the concept of aliens who just do that. Can I say so, that it's so under, underutilized? Can I say I really like the voice of the man with half a face. I thought oh, he's so cool. He's got to be some sort of a stage actor. Like he's his yeah. voice is fantastic. Yeah. Where is the other? Like that that stuff's great. It's like, both robotic, but it's got this rich timber to it. I don't know how he does it. It's robotic, but it has like an emotion whenever he talks about which the I guess it's supposed land, it's to broken. be it's supposed to be half human, half machine, yeah. right? So yeah, yeah. Um, effective. I, I See, do like this, that. This could have been such a better, like it really could have been such so much a better episode than it is. There was there uh. was much like the promised land. There was so much promise this episode could have had, and they went <laughs> dinosaur and potato and flamethrower hand. Oh yeah, but no, um, we did bring it up, so. I'm going to say it now. We're going to talk about what next the next episode will be. I don't know if we're going to do oh. some catch up over the next couple of weeks to try and make up because now we ha- we have from now until October. So I might have to either cut some things or just do eh, my schedule. I, I literally had our first final exam today. So things yeah. are going to start becoming more free for me in about two Plus, weeks. We're, we're, we're getting to the summer so I, we can yeah. always just bip stuff out whatever day. Yeah. But uh, we did mention Missy and I did say uh, the the only other good episode that I really think one of the best episodes or when we get to see the Clara, Clara and the Doctor interact the best was the final two-parter. Oh. So we're going to say a very quick hello and then a very, very quick goodbye to uh, Sergeant Danny Pink as he gets hit by a car and gets transported to a land down under as we also get to maybe figure out who who's missy after all as we do the series eight finale of dark water and i can't remember the second part name oh no it's probably something to do with the cybermen Uh, finale doctor who let's take a look here eight finale doctor who it is called death in heaven ah yeah uh dark water and death in heaven to uh i'm gonna be honest Quite frankly, get a, get an arc to figure out who the Doctor is. My biggest complaint of Series 8 has always been that we had to take a, an entire series to figure out who the 12th Doctor is. So I'm skipping everything. I'm skipping to the end uh, as we, we'll do that. So thank you so much for listening to this episode of Who Do You Think You Are? It's been a very long one. And quite frankly, by the next time we have the, uh, do this, it, we're going to probably have even more to talk about because Russell's not letting me slip whatsoever. He's filming right now. Um, this week, we have had our episode with best, uh, was it BFF of the podcast, Juline, as we covered it's her pick. BFF of the BFE. It's such an easy branding choice. Did I do it wrong? <laughs> he oh, said BFF no. of the podcast. No, BFF of the Shit. BFE. 
BFF right. for the BFE, Julie. We did her pick this month. The hate, the you, hate give. you give. A long one, but a very, very interesting, nuanced uh, discussion of yeah. a lot of things. And it quite quite frankly, uh, a an education, I think, for a lot of people listening. Yep. And insight to loads of many uh, things. And a film that uh, I don't think many people have seen, so I probably should check out as well. We had an episode of Moon Knight, Dancing in the Moon Knight, which came out last week, and there'll be another one coming out soon on the finale to kind of break pace between Moon Knight and Obi-Wan Kenobi when we get to do that. Uh, you can p- still put your thoughts and votes in for your top five Bruce Willis movies. So just comment that on the Twitter uh, post at that will be at best and whatever pod on Twitter and that'll be Facebook and Instagram as well if you want to follow us anywhere we also have please like hang said, on for that please ensure you use the hashtag BFE top five if you want your yeah. list to count that's hashtag BFE top five if anybody names diehard four or five I'm throwing their votes in the bin incredible and I did say we got a patron so if you want to be a BFF with the BFE and maybe suggest a film for us or just interact and be our fifth check when we do our proper proper movie reviews and you could affect the uh, placement of films as we've seen over the last couple of months then uh, you can go to uh, patreon.com forward slash BFE to join there we kept it simple for you so thank you so much for listening I've been Ethan and very excited about Top Gun next week. I've been Ian. <laughs> and on that, after looking into every single thing, there's only one word I have left to say, which is just potato. Owlsy! <laughs> hey, that works! It's coming back! Oh.